Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. My name is Dave Lorenzo, and today we've got a great show for you. We're going to talk about how you can pay less in taxes, how you can get tax credits. That's right. We here at the Inside BS Show do everything we can to help you save money and make money, and we've got something outstanding for you today. We have our very first ever employee tax credits expert. Now, if you don't know what that is, you got to stick around. You got to join us because my guest today is Jeff Newcorn. Now, he didn't invent employee tax credits, but he may as well have because he's going to tell us all the ins and outs. He's going to tell us who the ideal people are. And if you fit the profile, you could save a truckload of money. So join me in welcoming Jeff Newcorn to the Inside BS Show. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Dave, I'm very excited to be here. Good to see you well and raring to go. All right. Now, first, before we do anything else, Jeff, I need to know how on earth did you run a marathon in every single freaking state? Like, is that there's a marathon in Montana? There's a marathon in Wyoming? Like, did you run a marathon in all those places? I could be uh, cliche, it's one step at a time, but, uh, you know, sometimes you get interested in something, it triggers something in you, and you just want more of it, and after I did my first marathon, I thought, there's probably more to it than this, and one thing led to another, circumstances merged, and 17 years later, I finished the finish line in Oregon, Newport, Oregon, on my 50th state, and I was tired. Ah, unbelievable. So I, I can't even believe like I, so like in it, the marathon in Wyoming, was it like totally flat or or did you run up and down hills? Like how it was like, what, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta help us with how you schedule all of it too. Like, how did you, how do you work this into your life? Are you doing some years you're doing two or three, I would imagine, right? 17 years. Uh, some years actually seven to eight marathons. It just depends. Wow. You gotta stay healthy. Uh, Wyoming was actually relatively flat, but uh, what was odd about Marath uh, Wyoming, as many have their own uh, fingerprint, so to speak, there was wildfires in Utah, and it was blowing smoke over Wyoming, so it wasn't the hills that were the challenge, it was the it was trying to breathe at 6,000 wow. feet and all that smoke, but somehow you make it through each one. Wow. So the highest altitude, was it Was it Colorado? What was the highest altitude? It was Colorado, huh? Aspen. The Aspen Marathon is over 8,000 feet. So I actually- And how did you, did you train, did you train specifically for the altitude? How did you train for that? Well, uh, I met, I met some guy, he's like an altitude nerd. He teaches people in Chicago, which is almost sea level. He has special equipment and he puts like a mask on you and he reduces your oxygen. So your body knows how to adapt to lesser oxygen. I was taking this seriously. I didn't want to you know, poop out in the middle of an Aspen marathon because I hadn't prepared. So I was ready. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I think that's called like an aerobic denier. And I know mm -hmm. that people who people who do mountain climbing, like if before you go to Kilimanjaro, they tell you to train with somebody who has that equipment and yeah. so that you so you don't get an altitude sickness when you're climbing. I can't imagine running with something like that on. Did you so when you're training, you ran like 12, 13 miles with that on with less oxygen? It was uh, for a period of time, probably half an hour. You're actually running on a treadmill. OK, they, they have you hooked up. They're monitoring your uh, oxygen levels. It's really kind of very interesting, something I never would have found had I not, you know, chosen to, to do this at this altitude. But like many of the marathons, I chose them because of a specific 
challenge I had never done before. I wanted to run at altitude in Montana. I ran a trail marathon in California. I ran on hills near Big Sur, which is like people have trouble driving the road from Big Sur to Carmel. And I ran it. Wow. Good for you. What was the what was the hottest and the coldest? Oh, goodness. Uh, Actually, one of the coldest, strangely enough, was Miami. Uh, It was a January marathon. It was 29 degrees at the start. It's supposed to be like 50. It was 29 yeah. degrees at the start. So you wouldn't expect right. that answer that, that they were one of the coldest ones because they try to schedule these marathons when it's not too hot or too cold. Um, yeah, in, my, in Miami, it's always, I think it's always the second to last weekend in January because they want to they wanna avoid any conflict for when Miami has or the Super Bowl or when the Super Bowl is exactly. in Florida. So it's always like the second to last week in January. Yeah. And I think the hottest one was probably Arizona in February, Mesa. Uh, that was pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. What was, what was your, before we get to tax credits, I mean, I just, I got to find out what was your, what was your favorite? I know it's like picking your favorite child, but you got to have like an, like was coming off of the 59th street bridge and turning onto first Avenue in New York, your favorite, or was Chicago your favorite because it's, you know, your hometown. What was your favorite? I got to say, and I know this is maybe a little risky, but it, it was Boston. Um, Boston's the only race in the world where you have to earn your way in. You have to be one of, I would say, an elite amateur athlete to actually get uh, a ticket for the starting line. And I I qualified for Boston four times. I ran it three. And it's very special. I guess it's like playing, if you're in baseball, playing in Yankee Stadium or something like that would be the coolest thing ever. I would say Boston was probably the my the pinnacle. And I even have a Boston, my first Boston marathon hanging up behind me here as a reminder of, Man, I really worked my butt off to get, get to that place, and I don't want to forget it. So listen, I'm I'm a huge Yankee fan. I hate the Red Sox, but I went to school in Providence, Rhode Island, and one of the best days of the year is Patriots Day when the Boston Marathon ends and the Red Sox game starts within like an hour of each yeah. other. Like the, the, the elites end in the marathon. I mean, there's people coming in all day, but True. you know, that is a great day in Boston. So I, I, I absolutely understand that, you know, Boston would be a favorite. Yeah, all cool. right. So Jeff, let's, let's talk about this whole, this whole thing, how you make your living and, and the, the, the employee tax credit space. What is, what is employee tax credits? Um, and who should be, who should be thinking about them? Well, you know, Dave, there's a couple. Uh, what I did for the first 23 years of our business was actually focus on employee tax credits that reward businesses, large and small, for hiring people, let's say, on welfare, food stamps, felons, veterans, kind of people with barriers to employment. I found it very interesting when I first heard about it. I thought, there's no way the government's going to pay companies to do that. And it turned out they did. I thought there's a big opportunity because there's probably a huge blind spot in the general business world of the knowledge of these credits. As Washington often does, they pass legislation that doesn't always find its way to the end user. But I learned about it and I thought this would be a great business and I started trying it out and it got some traction in the fast food world, in the staffing world. And that kind of brought me to 2021. And the other thing that's got the biggest headline that I've ever seen in all my years, which has me really jazzed is this employee retention credit, which still talks about employees. But during the early days of the pandemic, the government was scrambling to find out we don't want to let the economy collapse. And one of the ways it can collapse is if people aren't 
being hired or retained and paid, it, it, it creates a whole vacuum of, for the government. So they established the employee retention credit that basically said that businesses, if you will still pay for these people, will give you basically roughly half your money back in the form of a tax credit. And that went like wildfire. Uh, and, and David, do you remember a couple of years ago, it's almost been two years since the, the county shut down, uh, PPP loans. This was just, this is even bigger than the PPP loans. And I'm just very excited because businesses generally don't always understand stuff like this. And they need sort of an interpreter to say, what was that thing I heard? And is it for me? And I think we're, I know we're really good at that. So I'm just, it's all, it's really all about the employee and the government saying, do this. And we're kind of like the, the person who makes that possible. All right. So explain to folks how, uh, how it works. Do they, do, so the, do they call you and you audit their, their team to see who's eligible first, and then you work with them on an ongoing basis when they bring in new hires? How does, how do you work with the actual business? So Dave, in, in the W in the hiring world, the double work opportunity where you hire veterans and felons, et cetera, you know, these days with onboarding systems, many companies do it electronically. So you fill out the various forms, your W-4, your application, and we actually have created an electronic survey that someone can answer the questions. Are you on welfare? Are you on food stamps? They kind of just insert that into their onboarding process. So that's what we do for them. And then we have to get payroll data later because it's wage-based. So we have electronic ways of the, uh, our clients feeding us their payroll. On the employee retention credit, which I think you're referring to, is it's a bit of a data mining effort on our part to actually look at the payroll records from 2020 and 21 to see who in the business was on board, who qualifies, really, even before that, does the business qualify? And once they do, then it's a matter of us going in and knowing how to look at those payroll records and to be able to calculate the credits according to what the IRS says is allowable. Okay. So how does, how does a business, you know, if they're eyeballing it and they think, should I call Jeff? Should I not call Jeff? How do they know if they're in the ballpark for qualification for one of these programs? I would say for the employee retention credit, which is that, that's a big one of recent, uh, there's a couple of ways. Restaurants are the easy answer. And this may apply to health clubs or other similar businesses, churches, synagogues, if your business was told to shut down by the government, there's a good chance that you qualify for the credit. The other major way of a company qualifying is when the pandemic hit and all of a sudden, like a catering company or a wedding planner, their businesses went off 80, 90%. If business dropped, notably during the past couple of years, that should raise the question, I wonder if my business qualifies for these credits. And then talk to an expert to, to help drill down a little deeper to determine if you qualify. And if you do, we may get into this. The news is astonishing. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How much, how much are we talking about here? I mean, I, um, from, from what I've gathered from the way you talk about it, it's, it's real money. So how much are we talking about? So, uh, take a, a 10 unit fast food restaurant, a normal 10 unit fast food restaurant. They probably have two, 300 people working full time in a bunch of part-timers. That 10-unit restaurant is probably looking at an employee retention credit of between $1.5 and $2 million. Wow. 
and it comes wow. back in the form of a check. I've seen my clients actually take pictures. They get a of check? A check. Wow. So, uh, and, and, to, and to put it in more, maybe terms for more, a smaller business, a real business that maybe has 15 to 25 people. Their credits maybe aren't quite as large, but they're probably in the quarter million to, to three quarters of a million dollar level as still well. It's real money. Yeah, well, it's still real money. The money they pay their people over the course of 20 and 21, if you do some simple math and say, how much did I pay my people during that time? And basically take 50% of that number, that gives you a rough idea of how much money the government may be sending you in the form of a check. It's, wow. I've never seen amazing. anything like it, Dave. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Now, there we're hoping, and I'm knocking on this wood desk in front of me here, we're hoping that we're at the, the tail end of the pandemic as we're recording this. This is, we're actually, I think today is the two, is the day we're recording this is the two-year mark. This is, I was in a car on a way to a doctor's appointment with my wife and my son for just a checkup he was going to have when I, when I turned to my wife and I said, you know, we had just heard it was going to be, we're going to take two weeks to stop the spread, right? And I said to my wife, I think this could get really ugly. <laughs> And that was two years ago. So I think we're kind of, I'm hoping we're kind of at the tail end of that. Jeff, is this something that is, is it in place until there's an official proclamation that the pandemic is over? I mean, can people, are people still able to get on an ongoing basis credits for the, for employee retention right now? That's actually a great, great question. Uh, the legislation, and I hope this doesn't confuse people, the legislation says Basically, for wages through the better part of 2021, from the start of the pandemic, those are considered for the credits. So you think, well, that was last year. The way that the tax law is written is that businesses have up to three years to amend a tax return. So for those just now learning about their, maybe I get a 2021 tax credit, by statute, they have until the same period, three years later, to actually claim the credit. I wouldn't recommend you wait that long because why not get the money now? But uh, there's been some confusion, I think, in the marketplace when people start to hear about this and say, darn, that was last year. You know, the pandemic is over. Well, for the purposes of getting this employee retention credit, it's alive and kicking. So I, I would imagine that you spend a significant portion of your time talking to CPAs and saying, hey, listen, you don't want to mess with this. I want, you know, send me your clients. I'll take good care of them. And then I'll send you, I'll send them right back to you for their regular tax work. And you're probably also finding people whose records are not in great shape and you're referring those people to CPAs, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it, it really cuts both ways because when you look at someone's payroll data, you see how good or bad it is. And right. uh, there are probably a, a small handful of CPA firms who had an existing tax credit practice prior to all of this and continue to offer this to their clients. Most don't because they don't want the liability and it's like developing a new practice and, uh, and it's, they needed to be ready. They weren't really ready to develop what the rigor of a professional tax credit business is different than the rigor of tax preparation, which CPAs do. Right. So most right. of them have started stayed on the sidelines for this, allowing us to do that. And when we see certain things, we can communicate back to them where we see problems or where there's opportunities for them once we've seen what their records look like. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always, um, I've always uh, really enjoyed 
working with veterans in my in my business i i work with a lot of contractors and i always give preference to contractors who are who are veterans and when i hired when i had employees i would always anytime a veteran applied i would always go way overboard to see if there was a way they could qualify for the job because of the because of the discipline and the um, and the level of attention to detail that is drilled into them in the armed forces and the service there are you mentioned earlier different separate and apart from the retention credits there are these like I, we used to call them when I worked in the hospitality industry targeted jobs tax credits right very good so um, so there are so there are certain um, profiles of people who if you fill a job with a person of this profile you can get credits explain how that works uh, so that people can can understand it because many people probably don't even know about it it's um, to build on what you said it's it's not all veterans it's basically recent people who've recently left the service who have a certain barrier whether it's they're long-term unemployed whether they're on food stamps or whether there's a disability those are more okay. of the hard case veterans and the government in their own wisdom pass the credit to target and single out those people. What's great about that particular group, unlike any other group I've mentioned, is that not only for-profit companies can get the work opportunity credit, which was the targeted jobs credit, but not-for-profit companies can also take advantage of the work opportunity credit for the veteran category only. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Who else falls under what other type of, you know, or, or classification of employee would fall under that category? You mentioned felons, right? Yeah. So, so it would be, uh, you know, obviously not in the nonprofit, it's only veterans, but give us the other, give us the other folks who would, I, I would imagine disabled folks in some way would qualify. Or people who have gone through vocational rehabilitation. So that's very close. Or okay. people who have been unemployed for more than six months. That's basically the seven groups that make this up with the veterans, the felons, welfare, food stamps, et cetera. Oh, there's one other small group that not a lot of people know about, uh, people who are on supplemental security income, SSI. And uh, those people, if you hire people who are, on, who are getting SSI benefits, it's likely they can get generate the credit. And the credit is typically about $1,000 to $2,000 per qualifying person that you hire and in general, a business, about 10%, I'd say between 5 and 15% of all the people they hire in any in industry fall into those categories. Everybody's hiring those people, and many of them don't even know it. All right. Now, explain how you work. So if people are, you know, if people are, are interested in, the, in your business, um, is this, you just, is your business only tax credits? Do you do other things? Explain how you work. It's, it's only tax credits. We just wanted to be really good at one thing. <laughs> And no, no, it's great because you're non-threatening to CPAs. You're non-threatening to attorneys. Yeah. They can send stuff to you and you're never going to steal their client because this is all you do, right? Yeah. How do you, um, do you, do you spend your days go, reaching out to like franchise owners and talking to them and saying, hey, listen, I don't know if you know about this. Who's, you know, who's in charge of your payroll? Is it HR? Is it accounting? Who can I talk to? Because you could be saving a lot of money. Is that, um, is that how you, is that how you go prospect? Yeah, we tend to do outreach to those uh, industries that tend to do well with these programs, uh, staffing, restaurants, fast food. Uh, and, and next month, after a hiatus, uh, the first McDonald's worldwide convention that they hold every two years is being held uh, in April. Uh, we're going to be there to 
talk to people and to explain what's going on. Uh, it's really a, a hell of an event that they, that they put on. But also on a more regional level around the country, they have smaller groups uh, where owners meet. And I find the best way to connect to people on some things that are a little bit hard to understand is to, you know, meet them, meet them where they are in terms of explain it in a simple way. A typical fast food owner may not know these things, but if you can explain it in terms that they understand about its money, it's easy. We do the work. They're like, why wouldn't I want to do this? And we're on uh, our business on, is on a full contingent basis, so there's no risk. I was going to ask you that next. So, so you, so explain what you do for folks. So, I I own three McDonald's, let's say in the in the South Florida area, or let, actually give me some more credit. I get ten, ten McDonald's in the South Florida area. Go. People love their fast food here. So, I own ten McDonald's in the South Florida area, and I hear the podcast, and I'm like, let me take down that Jeff Newcorn guy's name and number, and let me give him a call. So, I call you up, and I go, hey Jeff. I heard you on Lorenzo's Inside BS show. I got ten McDonald's. Uh, I want some of that money. So, what? How do we? How do we work together? Well, I typically find out kind of what they know, so I can talk at their level. Uh, so we give them a brief snippet of what the WOTC is, and then we talk about okay, for your ten McDonald's, the national average would be somewhere around five thousand dollars per store per year. So they start doing the math, going, okay, that's fifty thousand bucks. How do I do this? Well, are you using a hiring system in your business? Oh, yeah, we do. We'll send you a link that will drop right into your hiring stream. So that way, when they go through and do all the tasks, they ask the question. They, they, we get the, the data we know by them going through that in a very simple, non-threatening way. And that's how we do it. And then on the back end, to give you a little more detail that maybe your listeners won't, won't necessarily remember or use, but we got to get payroll data. And a lot of it is electronic these days. So we work with the clients where they are, paper or electronic, and we stuck in the payroll data every month so that we can calculate the credits for them. Again, all of this is according to how the IRS regulations say what's in and what's out for the credit. You got to be really careful about that when you're dealing with tax credits. Not too much, not too little. Right on. All right. So now take it, uh, take, let's take it in a different direction. So now we're Flanagan's, which is a local restaurant chain here in South Florida, but there's like a bazillion of them. Let's say there's 10 of those, right? And, uh, let's say ADP does our payroll. Do I just connect you at, so after we, we build in the link into my hiring system, do I just connect you with ADP and you guys figure it out? Very good. Yeah. We have, we can link with any payroll company. It's, it's, it's kind of a technical thing where you build a feed, you map the data like name and address and wages, and they send it over. You know, we've done it many times over, and we can even for the payroll companies we're not currently working with. It's a simple thing on our end to map to a new payroll company. So, look, we want to remove obstacles for people. We want to make it available to people. So, we kind of our philosophy is to build a system where everybody can participate. Smaller, right. single standing restaurant a 10-unit local restaurant, or a 50-unit McDonald's or Burger King that, you know, is in many different states. Um, doesn't matter. It runs the gamut. And it's not, again, it's not only restaurants. It's basically anybody who's hiring the people we talked about. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to take a minute and think about it. I want you to give us, we have a lot of, um, a lot of independent professionals who watch the show, who listen to the show. So attorneys and CPAs, take a minute 
you're not going to need the minute. I need the minute. And think about uh, what your pitch is to to CPAs or to attorneys, how you how you get them on board to send the steady stream of folks to you. I mean, obviously, they're going to look like a hero to their clients. But I want, I want you to take a minute and think about it because I got to remind people that our CPA firm, the CPA firm that sponsors our show that makes all this possible is Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. They're not like any CPA firm you've ever seen. They're a cut above. They really are. Their tagline is they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. And here's the thing about Sandrowski. They do some of the advanced stuff that the big four will do, but some of the mid-market CPA firms won't do. And here's the reason why I like Sandrowski for the big four. You can pick up the phone right now and call them and you can get Harry Sandrowski on the phone. You're not getting Joe Deloitte or whatever his name is on the phone at Deloitte, right? So you can pick up the phone and get Harry on the phone, but you also can get his experts in each of the areas of their practice on the phone. So if you wanted to connect with their tax expert, Jody Mersinger would be able to get on the phone with you tomorrow. If you wanted a valuation, if you had a valuation issue, John Alfonsi could get on the phone with you this afternoon or tomorrow. And the thing about them is they do a handful of things really, really well. Just like Jeff Newcorn does one thing and he does it great, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors does a handful of things really, really well, and their business valuation service is off the charts good. It's headed up by John Alfonsi, and here's what he can do. He can look at your business and give you a solid valuation if you're thinking of selling. He can look at a business that you may be purchasing, give you a solid valuation. He can look at just one aspect of your business, your inventory, your intellectual property, give you a valuation on that. If you're fighting with your partner and you're gonna split up and your partner says, I'm gonna buy you out and I'm gonna pay you X, and you say, no, 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 I want Y because of everything I've done, you call Sandrowski, John will run over there and he'll look at the whole thing and he'll say, here's what I think the proper apportionment is. And then if it gets really contentious and you gotta go to litigation, you gotta fight it out in court, guess what? John has done this a bazillion times and he can explain it in language so simple, even a judge can understand it. John is a professor. He gets really into explaining things in the language that that non-accountants can really get and understand. If any of this resonates with you, or if you just want to save money on your taxes, I want you to give Sandrowski Corporate Advisors a call. You can reach them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Like I said before, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by my Revenue Roadmap Guide. You need a business development plan. I don't care what business you're in, whether you're a consultant, financial advisor, CPA, or an attorney, you need a business development plan. And for, for my money, I prefer to have my clients develop business. Whoop, there's one of my clients calling me right now. I prefer to have them develop business using relationships and thought leadership. So meaning if you go out and give speeches, you write articles, that's thought leadership. If you're a relationship-based business development person, that means you go out and you network, you connect with people, you pass referrals, you get referrals back. Why not have a system, a plan in place to get more referrals, to develop business from those speaking engagements, to develop business from those articles that you're writing? I want to give you my system and I want to give it to you for free to say thank you for watching the show, for listening to the show. Here's what you need to do. Go to this website, revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info there. You can download my business development system, the very system I use with my clients. You can download that guide 
for free. Customize it for your practice today. RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. It's my gift to you for joining us here. Our guest today is Jeff Newcorn. If you want to save money and you have employees, you gotta give Jeff a call. It doesn't cost you anything to call the guy. He's not gonna charge you anything unless you save money. 847-813-6622, that's the number. Write it down, 847-813-6622. You've got employees, they're doing a great job. You can get money back from the government. He told you, they'll send you a check. 847-813-6622. There's two types of tax credits we talked about today so far. All right, Jeff, give us your pitch for CPAs, for attorneys, the non-threatening reason to call Jeff Newcorn to call you to help with these tax credits. I guess I'm, Dave, I guess I'm speaking to the CPAs who are not doing, let's say, the employee retention credit. Uh, I always believe that it's best when they know that what's in their strength and what's not is to help their clients, especially in the area of taxes. And it's better that their their clients hear about these credits from them than accidentally hearing about it somewhere else. Because you know what happens? It's like, hey, Harry, I heard about this somewhere else. Why didn't I hear about it from you? So I think it's, it's actually a good plan for business retention for CPAs to let to have them talk about things outside their area of expertise, whether it's our tax credits or other tax credits they don't do, I think it, it broadens the, um, the the reach they have, and I think their clients feel more connected and appreciated when they do that. Uh, tax attorneys maybe not so much because I don't know that tax attorneys per se are in the business of pointing them other people towards uh, folks like us, but I certainly would encourage them to do that. Why? Because for their clients, they hear about this, they can explain to their clients, hey, I know there's something big out there in the tax world. Do you need to be paying attention to this? And you need to talk to Jeff to find out if it fits you or not. And as you said before, it's nothing to call and talk to me. Uh, I want to get people who belong in this game in the game and to tell the people that aren't don't belong in this game, you missed it. It's, it's not for you. Yeah. So 24 years ago, did you, when you were, uh, when you were a little baby tax credit guy, did you, did you like wake up one morning and go tax credits? That's what I want to do. Tax credits. How did you become the tax credit guy? Oh, hell no. I didn't wake up with that. <laughs> um, uh, how I became the tax credit guy. I was doing some, I was in the corporate world, just doing some normal business consulting. And I had a friend of mine who was just chatting away about, Hey Jeff, did you hear that there's such a thing as tax credits for hiring and training and this or that. And my jaw just dropped. I was in my early 40s. I had done training of people to use financial software back in my previous life. The topic of tax credits never reaches the level of discussion. It certainly didn't 24 years ago. I thought if I didn't know about this with all my exposure, that means there's a lot of controllers, tax directors, CFOs, et cetera, out there who have no clue that their business is sitting on a high potential for these credits and didn't even know about them. So that was the turning point for me to say, I got to tell people. So I became like a tax credit evangelist of sorts. You are. You're the, you are the evangelist. Yeah, listen. absolutely. You, oh, All right. This is found money. This is the government. They want to give it to you. You should want to take it. And I can be the one to help you get it. 
Absolutely. You're, Jeff's going to bring the wheelbarrow. The government will load up the money and he'll bring it right to you. All right. So, Jeff, let's run through, let's just do off the top of your head, a laundry list of industries that this makes sense for, right? Retail. I can imagine retail, restaurants, right? Go on. What else? Grocery stores, uh, security firms, staffing. Uh, you mentioned catering. Catering companies, I would imagine, catering, are great for that. Car wash. I would say industries that have a common thread where people who are maybe it's their first job or they have a questionable hiring history and they want to get their, their feet on the ground, those industries and others like them that encourage people who may not have had a job, may have been on unemployment or food stamps because of their work history, those are the industries. And if that's you know, fleet, I would imagine fleet services like, uh, you know, private, small private bus companies or yes. taxi companies, we uh, as long as, and they have to be, they have to be, um, W2 employees, right? They, they can't do. be 1099. Good. So Very they have to be point. W2 employees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, Jeff, take a second now. I want you to think about three things people should take away from our time together. I want to just take a moment once again and thank the folks at Sandrowski Corporate Advisors for sponsoring the show. If you need any help with your CPA services, anything from tax planning to perhaps saving money on your taxes, you're going to buy a business, sell a business, give Sandrowski a call, 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Don't forget to pick up my revenue roadmap guide, your free guide your business development plan that you can take and customize for your business right there revenueroadmapguide.com enter your contact info get it now all right jeff newcorn three things we should take away from our time together today what are they payback is wonderful and this the government is paying you back if you've heard anything in the last several minutes that has you go hmm i should check this out just to be sure we should be in conversation so you can determine if you qualify for any of these any of these tax credits. Um, if you're skeptical, and some people are, probably a good time to even give your accountant a call uh, and say, Shh, is this real? Should I even bother talking to this guy? I want to make sure that before I talk to somebody about something that is potentially big, that I understand from my trusted CPA or tax attorney or similar that it's real. And then I would say the three things to take away is when you're doing something like this, and it could be potentially big, you got to have a sense and you go with somebody that you trust. And I think that's a, a really big factor when you're dealing with something that could raise the attention of the IRS. When you're looking at a one, two, three million dollar credit or more, sometimes those things uh, raise it to the level of we should take a closer look. And I think you should vet out and be very careful and thorough of anybody you work with dealing with tax credits. Because the IRS is meant to kind of intimidate people and they do so for a reason. Make sure the person you work with, whether it's us or somebody else, is somebody you know is not gonna lead you down the wrong path. 24 years, Jeff wouldn't have been around for 24 years if he was leading people down the wrong path. He's got the solution for you. And if you don't qualify, you don't have to pay him anything. If you don't have employees that, you know, that are qualified for this, it's not going to cost you anything. And it definitely doesn't cost you anything to have a conversation with Jeff Newcorn. I want you to call this number 847-813-6622. 847-813-6622. Listen, I bring you 
the best experts every single day. And this is something that you're only going to come across once in a blue moon. So take advantage of this. You heard it here. If you've got 10 employees or you got 10,000 employees, give Jeff a call. It's You heard him. It's real money. And if you're listening to this right now, you've got a two-year look-back period where you can save money or uh, get credits from the pandemic take advantage of that as well. You don't want to forget about that. So call Jeff right now, 847-813-6622. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. It was really valuable information. I think people are going to take advantage of it. I think they're going to save a lot of money. I had a lot of fun. Thanks, Dave. All righty, folks, that'll do it for another edition of the Inside BS Show. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another great expert and another interview.